0: Welcome back in, everybody, to another edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast, and we are so good at our jobs that we're dropping a second episode within a week, because, you know, we have basically done fucked up for the last, like, three, two and a half weeks, so it's all right, but we're here. I feel very productive and professional right now. I got the mic out today. Joe had to acknowledge that he was like, yeah. Blaine, you might as well rock one because, like, I'm better than you anyway. So it doesn't matter if we're leveling the playing field. But he's all about – he's all bark, no bite, guys. Don't worry. So I'll show him up in this in our conversations today talking AFC North. Joe, how are we doing?
1: We're doing great. We're 48 hours less right now, 48 hours and less until we see the pigskin baddock up in the air for the Hall of Fame game. And I am stoked for it, I'll tell you that. I cannot wait. Honestly, all right.
0: Do you like the Hall of Fame game? Do you
1: absolutely not? It's terrible.
0: Come on, Absolutely were you were totally trying to hype that up so much, and like I was like, I'm pretty sure the third stringers are the only ones that play.
1: Look, I do enjoy like I too like if I'm at the TV right and I'm watching TV or something like that, I will watch like the first possession on each either side, especially to see our boy Zach Wilson out there, the BYU native. You think Zach Wilson
0: gets out there today?
1: Yeah, they already said it. They uh, Adam Schefter reported today that Adam Schefter – or uh, not Adam Zach Wilson will be the starting quarterback for the New York wow. football Jets on Thursday. So, um, so, yeah, but I always try to tune in, at least just for a couple plays, just because it's good to see football back, man. God, oh, these nice. training camp videos got me hyped up. It's unbelievable right now. Touch wood, we haven't had too many injuries since uh, Thursday. And I hope that continues.
0: Right. And that's always the the scary part when it gets to this time that no one gets hurt. No one of the especially none of the star players get hurt because it just mm-hmm. unfortunately ruins the game a little bit.
1: Yeah, it but, just ruins fantasy football for all of us.
0: Yeah. And that's what it all is for us.
1: That's all we, it is.
0: We have our teams that we root for, but it all comes down to whether or not we can make some money in fantasy football.
1: <laughs> Look, I, I get past the money point, truthfully. I had this oh, discussion with a couple stop of people. stop it? No. it? No, 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 no. Oh, no. I move past oh, the money point. It's just the bragging rights. If I can shove in your face that I beat you last year, that's all I care about. I'm in a league that we're, this is our 10th or 11th year right now, and I got two championships. I'm tied. For the uh, most championships in the league. There's four, myself included, there's four guys that have won two championships. So that's eight already settled up and in, good to go. And then we have like another one, which was before I even joined. And then there's uh, this one now, or another guy, and he left the league. So there is, how many members? There's 12 of us. So seven members or eight members don't have a championship at all. I've been in the league for probably eight, nine, 10 years now. So, this we just bust chops. That no, this, that's my league. Oh, okay. That's different league. But oh, I'm that's impressed. what I'm saying. Like, it's just because that is the most ball-busting time. Like, right now, it's the, guys- the group chat's just going, boom, 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 boom. It's unbelievable. Do you guys do punishments for last place? No, nah, like, we've always, like, said we are, and then we just never really get around to it. So, um, it, honestly – the amount of ball busting is probably enough punishment, truthfully That's enough.
0: <laughs> I just, I'm, all, I only had to ask because I saw a bunch of them now because of TikTok. They do TikTok dances as like their punishment. They got to like do like 10 to 10 TikTok, like the most popular dances as their punishment and put it on their channel or whatever.
1: That or they got to get like a certain amount of likes. Um, right. I've seen that. I just saw one actually today where they made the last place guy go out and play 18 holes in a dress. And he sunk like a 150 yard um, pitch shot. Like, and they were like, you probably should just wear the dress whenever you go off now. It's like, wow, buddy, good shot, man. Keep that dress on. Probably shot your best round ever. So.
0: Yeah. I right. That's just, that's just, he now just incentivized himself to keep wearing the dress.
1: That's all. Exactly. Exactly. So. But, yeah, no, I ne- we never really got into the punishment side of things. Um, You know, it's just like I said, I think busting balls is, uh, is good enough for the punishment for me, so.
0: Yeah, that's what I think in the leagues that I've done. Because I am actually, in one of my leagues, the championship leader at three. And mm-hmm. we've been playing for about ten. We're on year, I think it's year nine now going into. I've been running this league. Okay. And all I do is that I'll just send – All I do is record myself with we are the champions in the background with their money or their Venmo that I get. And I just make a little video that I send to them.
1: (laughs) There you go. I like that. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, I I, rub it in the the year I won the uh, league, which was actually two years ago. I never got the trophy because the guy (laughs) that left the league has the trophy. So we have to get it from him. Because last year I was going to take pictures like every Sunday with the trophy, like, oh, like me and the trophy staying in bed today, like wait until one o'clock on Sunday. What was that? Like, oh, me and the trophy having dinner tonight at the Italian place, you know, can't wait for Thursday night. Like I was going to do stuff like that, but I didn't get the trophy. So do when that.
0: You, will you actually get the trophy is not the question because he's
1: left the league. No, because another guy won already. So he'll get it now.
0: Well, do you think, will you ever, will you be able to retrieve the trophy, though?
1: Oh, will I win again? Absolutely.
0: No. Will the guy that has left the league be so gracious enough to give you guys the trophy?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he's a great guy. He's like an older guy, but probably like 70, 80 years old. Dude, his name, listen to what his name is. Okay. His name is Bob Barker. What? Not Yeah, I swear to God. His you name Bob K- bro, you are capping me so no, hard. no, 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 no. no. No, no, no. We'll talk about it later. I can't give his name too much more, But you know, his name's Bob Barker. And yeah, he doesn't host the prices right. But it's incredible. Good stuff. Does
0: or does not host the price is right?
1: Does not, does not. So no,
0: he wasn't on Happy Gilmore
1: beating up. He was Adam not saying. No, 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 no. That's no, no. unfortunate. But he's even more famous than that. I'll tell you that. So
0: Wow. There's definitely a story to this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. All right, well, let's uh, get into some real football talk here, right? There, big guy, uh, instead of this fake stuff. I, like I can football. talk.
0: We could probably talk about the fake stuff for a good hour and a half, easy. We might
1: have to do a mock drive or something together and explain the picks and stuff like that. So, next thing you know, he's taking Sam Howell in the second round. It's like, buddy, easy
0: buddy, there, buddy. He's there. He's a, he's value. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, so let's get into it. Like we said last week, we're going to hop into the AFC North. I think it's one of the uh, toughest divisions to win this year. Um, It's going to be very, very interesting. It's right there with the AFC West as well, but I think you can make a case for any one of these teams to pull out the division this year. So let's start off with the uh, AFC division winners of last year. The Cincinnati Bengals uh, ended up in the AFC Championship game as well. Uh, Key additions for them. They picked up from the Super Bowl team, Orlando Brown, the offensive tackle from Kansas City. Big pickup for them to finally protect Joe Burrow. Uh, Jermaine Pratt, linebacker, Nick Scott, safety, and uh, their rookie draft pick was Miles Murphy, which is a solid pick out of Clemson. Uh, key departures, though, they did lose a couple people, uh, especially in their secondary. Uh, Jesse Bates went to Atlanta, Von Bell, another safety, Hayden Hurst, their tight end, which uh, Burrow was kind of liking close to the end of the year and in the playoffs, he uh was on his way. And Samajay Ryan. Uh, they do not have the RB2 and Samaj P. Ryan anymore because you know Mixon's good for uh, at least three games of missing. So um so we're gonna see what that works out. Blaine over under set and eleven and a half. I like that number. It's a good number. And uh, Joe Burrow will be missing a few weeks training camp. He does have calf strain, so we'll be uh, keeping an eye on that and what that looks like into the regular season. So Playing with them, key additions, key departures. Um, how do you think the Bengals are going to, you know, fare on the offensive line? I think that was always a big question mark. How are they going to play able to protect Joe Burrow? And then on the flip side, is their secondary going to be able to recover now with the Jetsy Bates and Von Bell leaving?
0: I think the larger problem is the secondary. You lost two of your veterans that anchored your defense and your secondary especially Jesse Bates. The man was an absolute ball hawk last year, played a very solid free safety covering the field, which allowed Von Bell to kind of play more in the box as the strong safety. They were very – the two went very – collaborated well hand-in-hand, hand, right? The way that they their games kind of suited each other is that allowed them to kind of be successful where they needed to be. I think that's going to be a huge concern – Especially when their cornerbacks have already haven't been overly successful in recent years to begin with. And then you take away the basically their true quarterbacks in the secondary in those two. I think the middle of the field now becomes a safe haven for all of their competitors, right? And what's the one team that is probably the front runner as the contender against them, the Baltimore Ravens? And who do they have? that absolutely owns the middle of the field. And that's Mark Andrews. That is a huge feast or famine for the Cincinnati Bengals. I love this at 11 and a half number. Cause like we kind of talked about this division is so hard to predict that I would not be surprised if all four teams were respectfully around 500 in the division. Like that is not a far cry. Them all because of how he, these are four pretty competitive squads that were teetering last year with the postseason, where two of them got in, right, or three of the four got in. Excuse me, right? They, or did Pittsburgh no. come up short?
1: Pittsburgh, was, no, Pittsburgh didn't sorry. get in. Just the Ravens and the. Middle. No,
0: Raven, but Pittsburgh finished five hundred. The Mike Tomlin effect, right? Um, and Cleveland was still trying to figure out the whole Deshaun Watson situation. They're going to be so much better again this year. Now having him under his belt. Offensive line speaking, they've had that issue for now, ever since Burroughs' been there. Orlando Brown definitely shores up his blind side. I still have concerns though at the other four spots because they still, regardless of making that change, did not have a significant drop off in pressures and in sacks, which what they we all thought with all the changes that they made on the offensive line would be a huge help. Um This team is going to have to score. We always – that's been their calling card the last couple seasons is that they have to outscore their opponents. It's going to be the same way again this year. I think 11.5 is a very tough number, and I think it's right on the money.
1: I, you know, I think it's just Joe Burr has to play a smart game and just what he's been doing, right? I don't think they necessarily have to outscore where they got to go score 35 points, 31 points a game. This defense, especially their D-line, is still solid, right? They're still able to get pressure now with Miles Mersby, adding him to the uh, repertoire there. I, I don't see a problem there. I mean, they can still win games 24-21, right? It's the AFC North. It's always a grit in battle whenever they get to it. Sure. I'm always surprised to see games when it's 31-28 because I'm like, this is not typical NFC North. Uh, battles here, right? Or AFC North mm-hmm. battles, excuse me. So, you know, I, I think you do make a good point. You know, I think that safety and alone, the whole secondary is up for grabs with them. Eli Apple is another one that walked at me. You know, Burke, yeah. like an apple, we always said when he got torched in, uh when he played the Rams. But, you know, he's gone, Jesse Bates gone, Bomb Bell, you got three shoes you're going to have to replace in that secondary. Who's going to fill that role? I mean, they did grab Nick Scott as safety, so I mean, okay, I guess you filled one of them roles, but you still got Jesse Bates. To me, is is you you hit huge. you hit the nail right on the head, right? Like it's a steal, you know. It's you losing him is going to be unbelievable because essentially he was almost like your play caller in the backfield, right? I mean, you talk about some great safeties. He was one of the great safeties, if not top five, top three, maybe safety in the league. And I think losing him is going to really, really hit them hard. However, on the flip side, Orlando Brown coming for being able to protect Joe Burrow's blindside, I think it's massive for him. I think it's massive for Joe Burrow's success and maybe even getting better, having more time in the pocket, um, you know, going from there. I, I think Jamar Chase could have a very, very solid season, as he was prior. I think T. Higgins mm-hmm. could have a solid season. However, the only thing I'm thinking about here is, I know Tyler Boyd was kind of his safety blanket, but he really was keening in on the Hayden Hurst at the end of last year and in the playoff. So who's going to replace that Hayden Hurst role? Is Boy going to slide back in now? Or, you know, I think they I think they picked up Irv Smith Jr. Is he going to slide maybe into that role of Hayden right. Hurst? You know, is it going to be more dump-offs to Joe Mixon out of the backfield? I mean, he was already getting a plethora of catches. So, I, you know, I'm interested to see what Burrow does. I mean, of course, he's going to throw the ball a shit ton. We get that. They're still going to be able to run the ball a little bit with Mixon. But – and – you know, Chase and Higgins are going to get their touches. But there's got to be usually that third option. Is it going to be Tyler Boyd once again? Or is it going to be someone else like an Irv Smith that comes in and takes away that, um, you know, them catches from Jamar Chase? So, you know, like you said, I think 11.5 is a solid number. Uh, I'm leaning a little bit to one way than the other. uh, But we'll say that at the end what it is. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So, All right,
0: I'll take the next one. Um, I got you. You know, I I let you run pretty much the entire show last week, so you know, I'll take some I pressure off that. of your off of your hands. No.
1: Appreciate that.
0: Um, next up, let's talk uh Baltimore Ravens. Um some key additions they had, mostly it's at the receiving core position with adding Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham Jr. Um, Odell's coming off of the injuries, Zay Flowers, first round draft picked out of Boston College, very uh, kind of a slot slash running back type uh, player, all about trying to get touches with him and get him in space. Um, But lots of departures on the defensive side for this Baltimore team. They're kind of cleaning house with how their secondary is going to be functioning, losing Marcus Peters, Chuck Clark, Jason Pierre-Paul. Calais Campbell, Justin Houston, the list goes on and on for this defensive team. Going to be a completely new defensive look, but the biggest news was that they were able to ink Lamar into that long-term deal. We were both pretty much trying to advocate for him to get his money, but like we both have also said our prereq, can he stay on the field these last two years? He hasn't been able to do that, only really making on average 11 or 12 starts out of these last two years. Joe, the line here for the Baltimore Ravens is nine and a half. What you got? Talk to me.
1: Uh, I think if Lamar is on the field, it's almost kind of like for me with Miami, right? If two is on the field, this team can win games. If Lamar's on the field, this team can win games and probably can win a lot of games, truthfully. I think the addition's And in the receiving room with Odell Beckham and Zay Flowers, it's going to be tremendous. I think the connection with Mark Andrews is still there. And I think it's going to be as good as it was two to three years ago when he was in that MVP season. I think he's going to, I think he's going to go ballistic truthfully enough. I think he's going to have a hell of a season once again, maybe even damn near MVP talks. That's where I think he's going to be at if he stays healthy. It's it's all what it comes down to if he stays healthy. However, On the flip side for the Ravens, I think losing Calais Campbell is going to be a massive loss for them, a massive loss. Um, Actually, two guys that we talked about, we've been talking highly of, Jesse Bates, Calais Campbell is now in Atlanta Falcons, so I'm pretty hyped about it. But uh, losing Calais Campbell, not only you lose a great defensive tackle up front that can get pressure and stop the run, you are losing a veteran presence as well in that locker room. And losing Marcus Peters, right? He does a lot of talking, right? He does give up a couple touchdowns, but when he needs to, he puts that seatbelt on them. wide receivers? I'll tell you that. So I think it's going to be interesting. However, they do get David Ajabu from Michigan. He'll be coming back uh, off the Achilles injury. He played a couple games last year at the end. Nothing too crazy, but coming back full offseason. He's ready to go. So that'll add to the edge. And, of course, they have – Oh, my God, who is the linebacker they just traded for from Chicago Bears last year? Roquan, what is his name? Roquan. Roquan Smith. There it is. One of the best middle linebackers in the game, if not the best middle linebacker in the game. So he's so going to keep that defense. Patrick Queen, obviously. Yep, yep. And I, I think he's going to keep that offense, I mean, keep that defense rocking and rolling, and probably the offense, truly enough, to say the least. I, You know, I have do have some high expectations for these Baltimore Ravens. I think this team is locked and loaded and ready to make a big playoff push in the AFC.
0: I agree. I think this team is, I think we can both agree. It's predicated on how Lamar Jackson, whether or not he stays on the field. Um, We both know in the two years that before he's gotten hurt, he was right there. If not the front runner in the MVP conversation because of how basically he was winning his team games by himself the defense struggles from time to time they give it they get beat huge by the big play they get very lackadaisical on the in the secondary especially when they have a lead that team last year blew a lot of leads when they were in front that's the one Achilles heel that they really demonstrated last year like they said, you still went ten and seven, and Lamar missed five games. Like, think about that. Like, you put Lamar in there for five games, you probably add two or three more wins there, and they're right there in the discussion for being the top overall seed in, in the AFC. Yep. Um, my concern is their secondary. It's always their secondary now, year in year out for them. How much can they really limit the damage? Their linebacking group core, like you mentioned, is elite with Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith being the spearheading that fight. Like, and then, but defensively speaking, they have not been that elite defense that has really been there. They showed some promise towards the latter half of last year, right? When Lamar kind of went down and they made the trade for Roquan Smith but you're kind of blowing everything up defensively around them. Now that's five of your starters now walking away. That's a lot. So it's going to be a new look defense. That doesn't mean that they're not going to be a solid defense. I'm not saying that, but the team is very warranted to giving up the big play, but with Lamar, the team's always going to be in consideration. I think I think nine and a half is actually being generous. And this team's got one of the easier schedules in football this year. Um, the winning percentage from last year is only 484, which is in the bottom tier, bottom 10 of schedules going into this season. So I think that nine and a half is being generous, if I'm being completely honest. But I think it's also because of the Lamar Jackson effect of whether he's going to stay on the
1: field. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it seems like to me, as you said earlier, right? He's only playing like 12 or 13 games a year, which is just kind of brutal. But when he does play, and you look at that MVP season, I think he played 15 games. Uh, he was unstoppable. That team was incredible. They had a home field uh, advantage uh, in round one. So it shows if he does, if he's on the field and he's healthy, they're going to do well. And I want to put in something out as well. I think. You know, the Ravens are notorious for no are, are notorious for running the hell out of the ball, right? They got like four running backs on this team, and Lamar Jackson's a fifth, right? But it's gonna come down to this, right? That we we're talking about the receiving room. That is probably the best that Lamar has ever had with Mark Andrews, Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, and Rashad Bateman. Did Lamar work on his accuracy? That's kind of the question. That's been the question for the last three, four years now. Is, okay, Lamar, like, we know you can kind of can sling the rock a little bit deep, but, like, all right, did you improve on your accuracy? You know, did you improve on them 15, 20-yard ins or them 15, 20 yards outs? Or, you know, are you going to limit the turnovers to an extent? Are you not going to look first to run or, you know, maybe look up field and look to pass first, not looking to run, you know, right away? So I would like to see that maybe improvement or that, um you know, Kind of change in his game to an extent, because maybe that could um, help him out and be on the field more because of that change, and maybe not cause these injuries to happen. So I think that's like kind of a big question mark for me for Lamar. Still, is I still haven't seen him, you know, have one of them complete games where like, wow, Lamar Jackson fit into these tight windows or. You know, he was able to sling the rock down 25 yards on a dot, right? Like, we just need to see that. And uh, I hope we do see that progression one way or another this year.
0: It's a huge question mark. And it's a warranted question mark, right? He's Ever since that MVP season, it wasn't like he was blowing people away with his passing accuracy that year, too. He hovers around. He's been very – he's flatlined these last three or four years where it comes to the accuracy. Can he get that consistency even above to that? I think it's that 65% mark that he really can't get to, right? He hovers in the high fifties, low sixties. So can he get to that coveted 65% number? That's a very good question mark. And I don't think he's been very adamant now that he doesn't want to be as much of a runner as he usually is. Does the play calling adjust for that to happen now that they put more trust in him throwing the football? Because the man is, Argu- arguably the best playmaker there is in football there's no question about that he is in that conversation when he has the ball in his hands it is electricity
1: i don't so, know i don't know about you but i'll tell you this he's a top 3 maybe top 5 no top, i'll go with it i'm going to stay in the bold say he's a top 3 quarterback i want to have the ball in his hands in the final 2 minutes i've said that before and I still fully kind of believe that. Is Actually,
0: that because not, of I, how he he is with his arm and his legs?
1: Absolutely, right? Like Patrick Mahomes is another one. I mean, Tom Brady, when Tom Brady was here, was, was still in the top three for me. You know, Patrick Mahomes is pretty damn close, you know, to top three as well. But Lamar Jackson, for me, when he has the ball in his hands, final two minutes. Okay, yeah, he's going to find a couple dink and dunk passes. But you also have to worry about him on his feet. Because you know he could bust out a 25-yard run just like that. And next thing you know, they're almost scoring in the end zone when you just were I'm gonna anticipate to give away a field goal. Yeah. Um, he's incredible when it comes to that. I, you know, got to see him, I even got to see with my own eyes when they played the Cincinnati Bengals. He just played solid ball in the final two minutes and was able to lead the you know, lead the team down the field for a Justin Tucker Field. Goal. I mean, it does it does help to have one of the best kickers ever as well. But um Lamar, like I said, is a top three who I want to have the ball in his hands in the final two minutes as a quarterback.
0: I mean, I won't go as high as top three, but I, I think he's warranted in that top five conversation. He's right there for me. So not that far out. True. All right, you want let's go to the next squad. I'll do Cleveland. Um, We got the Cleveland Browns next. The Brownies. Um, the Brownies. Do you, I hate that new, the, the logo that they're now putting the brownie in the middle of the field back to their old school. Have you been seeing that? The bulldog? No. no, the, the their version of like, it looks like a leprechaun. T- the leprechaun oh, the t- elf, t-
1: like the yeah, elf. Yeah. I, um, uh, I thought it was the bulldog actually they came out with this year. And I actually they liked the it.
0: Bold? They went to the, it was the elf last year. Did they switch it up to the bulldog?
1: Yeah, I believe it's the bulldog this year. And I actually like the bulldog. Great design, kind okay. of like it, so.
0: All right, key additions for the Cleveland Browns. Juan Hort- Thornhill in the secondary made a trade for Elijah Moore to add another offensive weapon there as he was kind of wanting out of New York. Dalvin Tomlinson, defensive tackle. I have no idea how to say this name. Ogbonia Okornaqua, did I say that yeah, right?
1: Yeah, he's a linebacker from Houston.
0: Yeah, from Houston. Yep. Yep. Departures,
1: kind of is the... Oh, what no, 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 no. You missed one.
0: What? You missed a big one. I only
1: is have it, the four on my list. Darius Smith oh, came over from Minnesota. Right. Huge one, huge, huge one, huge
0: one. Well, the site I'm using obviously sucks. <laughs> <All right. laughs> um, we won't the, credit that. Departures, um, John Johnson, the third in the secondary, Jadavian Clowney at defensive end. And a little bit of people kind of not realizing that, remember, Kareem Hunt was not picked up, uh, re-signed as the backup running back there in Cleveland, so Kareem Hunt as well. Another team that it kind of comes down to, right, whether or not the quarterback's going to be able to make plays and be the difference. The whole reason that they made the trade and paid the money and dealt with all of the -the off-the-field crap with Deshaun Watson (laughs) – was to pay him now his 40 million dollars that he gets this year, because he wasn't he only made the million dollars last year for the um six games that he played, where he went three and three. Wasn't great, wasn't awful. He was very yeah. meh, very meh. That's what I like to describe. Meh. Very meh in his six starts. And where does it come now? Their offseason was, kind of, other than the Darius Smith was their big one, big signing, Very fairly quiet. Teams kind of kept themselves under wraps this, this offseason. They are the other team in the Hall of Fame game this on Thursday, so going to be kind of fascinating to see how that plays out, what they're going to kind of move with. Joe, what is the issue and what does Cleveland have to do? The over-under here, again, nine and a half.
1: Yeah, I think another Vegas is right on point. I think that's just a key thing we've been saying, right? But I think the big news here, the big thing here to talk about is Deshaun Watson is going to have a full off season with nothing in his way. You know, no allegations, no court stuff, nothing going on there, no suspension. It's just him and football, right? And I think Deshaun Watson, and me, when he's on his game, is a top seven, top eight quarterback in the league. No questions about it. Again, he can pass the hell out of the ball. He can run a little bit too, and he's got a great IQ in the game. I think the last six games that he played was at least just to give him some reps. You know, I you know I know he went three and three with solid stuff. He looked horrible in games, I will tell you that for a fact. And then he looked okay in other games. But I think with a full off season, finally with everything past him now at this point, and, uh, you know, kind of getting the full offseason with the – offensive plays and stuff like that and hooking up with the guys. Now I think he's going to be a difference maker and he's going to come back to that Houston Texan games uh, that he was two, three years ago as well. I think uh, Nick Chubb's still going to keep rolling as he is. He's like a certified 12, 1300 yard back. I mean, even 1400 yard back, ain't nothing new there. They still got the offensive line. That's still pretty built up. They improved on the receivers with Amari Cooper. They got Amari Cooper, who had over 1,000 yards last year. I didn't realize that. Had over 1,000 yards, nine tutties. Had a really, really solid year. Bounce back year, some would say, to what he had the first and second year at Dallas, even to what he was with the Raiders. The Donovan people-Jones looking to get better at what he was. Eli, um, Elijah Moore in the slot, going to be solid as well. And people forget about this as well. They got a great tight end, too. David Ajoku can ball. He great. was on a tear, a tear before he got injured. Um, mm. I remember having him in fantasy and he was good for God, I don't know, 15, 20 points a week. And I'm like, dude, this dude's one. Hey, so I got a tr- he was getting putting up t. So really, really solid, great target for Deshaun Watson. On the flip side, the D-line's gonna be there. It's you got Miles Garrett and you got Darius Smith and Dalvin Tomlinson now. It's going to be there. I'm not worried about it. It just comes back down to the other side now, right? The secondary. You know, how is that going to work? I feel like that's what a lot of these issues are in the AFC North, right? You mm-hmm. talked about the Bengals. Their secondary is very going to be very weak now. You just talked about the Ravens. Their secondary is a little shaky now. Now you're talking about the Cleveland Browns. Their secondary is going to be shaky now. A lot of these wide receivers are going to have some field days on this secondary, to say the least.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more. I think you can kind of see it for, I mean, we're going to talk about Pittsburgh a little bit more later, but I think most, like you said, these three teams for sure, their problem is whether or not they're going to be able to cover anybody at all. That's going to be the biggest thing. I wouldn't be surprised, especially from, you're going to see a lot of zones. From these three teams I would be stunned if these teams especially Cleveland if they go man to man they really just don't have the pieces right now to be able to really combat that right remember they were 17th ranked defense last year in points so middle tier and their offense wasn't good enough last year I mean a lot of that was Jacoby Brissett and he held his own as the push in starter right for when Deshaun but even when Deshaun came back they weren't really winning games and shootouts the the games were very tight very low scoring I think that's kind of been a predication of what it's going to happen with Cleveland can they win the tight game that's what didn't happen last year because Brissette kept them in a lot of games it wasn't like they were getting blown out week in week out it just came to a couple crunch plays in the fourth quarter. I do like a lot the Elijah Moore move. I think he's going to be a lot more of a focal point in this offense. Uh, Deshaun Watson really relies on that middle of the field. With Njoku, you add Elijah Moore in there as well. I think that's going to be a solid one-two punch, especially inside the numbers for them. And you know Nick Chubb's going to eat, regardless of how many touches he's going to get. The man's going to put up his numbers. It doesn't matter you can have eight in the box and the man's still going to get his. So that's going to also help out and open up the passing game. And like you said, when Deshaun Watson's on, he's elite. The question will now be, right, he had the full off season. He had that such a long time from football in between Houston and Cleveland. Where? does it lie? Does he jump back to where he was in Houston or do we see more of what he was the last six weeks in Cleveland?
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. I think it's a great point, actually. Where do you see him? I think it's going to lean more to going back to the Houston side of things, right? I think, you know, he's still, God, man, what's he like, 27, 26? Yeah, he's, not,
0: he, he's not old. He's still not. Yeah.
1: He's just starting to reach the prime of his career. Correct, yeah. So I think, like I said, a full off season. He's got some great weapons now. Maybe not the best weapons he's had because that weapon weapon tree that he had with D Hop and Will Fuller was incredible to watch. Um, you know, Amari. Don't get me wrong, Amari Donovan, People Jones, and Elijah Moore is not bad. It's not as good as it was there, but he's also got great running back behind him in Nick Chubb. He's got a pretty solid O line as well, better than what he had in Houston. So I like to see how he's going to work out. Right, see what he's going to do. And uh, what this Cleveland Browns team theme this year now. Flip side though, you know, we were talking about the secondary. I don't think they're as bad as the Bengals are. I think the Bengals are bad. Like they're, they don't oh, have any the Bengals play. will be the arguably one of the worst defenses. Yeah. Like the Ravens at least got, we didn't really talk about, but they at least got Marlon Humphrey, which I'm, he's, he's a pretty solid cornerback. Here they got Denzel Ward. So it's, it's not bad, right? Greg Newsom is their nickel cornerback as well. Right. So I, and Grant and I think Grant Dalbey, Deb Dalbey, Press Grant Dalbey, Delp- and their yeah other safeties. yeah. So they got some names. I think it's, as they're we, young, the Cleveland yeah. secondary is a very young secondary that's still I, trying to grow into it. As we're talking more and more, and as we get you know move up the teams are the we go down the teams, it gets better and better. People, I promise, the Steelers are a lot better. So uh,
0: you, you know, just if, transition to it. Yeah, well, yeah, no, I, I want to get done. I'm just
1: kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But I, I really I want to ask you, and you know, because I think Pickett kind of is the outlier. I think Pickett's the fourth best. You had to pick the top three quarterbacks here in this division. Who is it?
0: I'm going in the order that they finished Burrow, Lamar, and Deshaun. Then Pickett's four. Interesting. Okay. I I think honestly I I could make the argument that I would put Lamar Jackson as my number one quarterback though. Yeah. I think it's that tight.
1: Yeah, that's what I think. Actually, I think Lamar is one for me. I think, Two is Burrow uh, on Watson's three. See, that's a and
0: I I'm not gonna even argue with that, right? But like we said, I have to see it for six at least fifteen weeks. You gotta give me fifteen weeks. You give me fifteen weeks. He is like we talked about. The most, I mean, I I think you, for me personally, he's the most elite player on the football field. He is the best playmaker on the football field, in my opinion. When he's healthy, that's just that's just the way I look at it. Like he career. Picked,
1: go ahead. Go. Ahead, I'm sorry. Like
0: honestly, like I usually try to pick him as my as my top as a top three MVP candidate every year because I think he's just a man on a mission. Like last year, he got hurt. He was my pick for MVP last year. Does the money now help that? But I don't know. So, like, I can make that argument, but health
1: plays a role for me. So that's why Burrow stays ahead. Career wise, so far, if you had to choose, would you rather want Joe Burrow's career wise so far? Or would you rather want Lamar Jackson's?
0: Burrow's because he played in the Super Bowl.
1: That's just that's the reason why. Just because he played in the Super Bowl. I mean, if you're looking at it from a
0: personal standpoint, right? It's Lamar's. But if you're looking at it, see, like I I value championships, so I think over MVPs. So you had Burrow had a chance at a championship. I put Burrow ahead just slightly. Lamar hasn't. Lamar hasn't even gotten himself to a conference championship game yet, which isn't partially. It's not all of his fault, right? But it's true. Okay, I value right. that. You, what do you
1: you are you taking Burrow or Lamar? I think I'm gonna take Lamar. Okay. Because you know you have the MVP to show for. If okay. Burrow won that Super Bowl, I would have said, "All right, yeah, we're gonna go Burrow." Because I do, th- I say the same thing. I think championship's over. But if you just lose, what right, does that really mean? Right. Yeah, like you just lost. Truthfully enough, to say the very least, you're the I'm first try- loser. I'm- Congratulations, Joe. Burrow. Yeah, I'm trying. But- to Honestly, I'm trying to think of like a past example right like back in the day that you could think like the only one that keeps coming to mind is like Donovan McNabb or Michael Vick but like I, I've got to, I don't remember if Michael Vick won the uh, MVP I don't uh, think he actually ever did even though he but was... I don't think he did but I'll tell you what people remember Michael Vick than they do Donovan Mabb, so <laughs> that's because Donovan McNabb's end of his career was so
0: freaking bad and Michael Vick arguably got better as a passer as he got
1: older <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> So, But, yeah, my, my two cents is that I would actually go with Lamar's career so far. Yes, the injuries have, you know, kind of derailed him to an extent, but you did have one incredible year right. in an MVP season that, like, almost yeah. potentially changed the game completely for people mm-hmm. at first. They really right. were thinking, wow, I need, like, a running quarterback now. Um, and truthfully enough, he kind of did slightly change the game with that, right? Because now you don't get a lot of them pocket-passing quarterbacks or strictly pocketing past at quarterback, Every, especially with the tide change and the error change that we've just seen happen now, almost all of them quarterbacks ha- can move at least a little bit. At From a, to a degree, right, yeah. They're not like the Brady, Breezes, and Mannings of the world. You know, Herbert can move a little bit. Mahomes can move a little bit. Burrow, I guess, would be more of the one where, like, okay, he is a pocket passer, but, like, Man's got, and some,
0: man's got some un, some. sneaky good legs.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, Lamar, you know, can move as well. Josh um, Allen can move, no problem. Trevor Lawrence can move as well. So, like, a lot of these guys can move. Uh, It's not a standstill pocket like it used to be um during the Manning, Brady, and Breeze era. So, yeah, Lamar might have changed that to an extent a little bit, right? Because you know – you need to be able to kill the defense, not only with your arm, but potentially with your leg.
0: Yeah, so. you just have to threaten. It's not even half the time that you have to run. You just have to threaten that you have the ability to run. Mm-hmm. But you have to respect it.
1: No, I agree. Exactly, exactly. So, all right, well, let's move over to the last team in the AFC North, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They did add a lot this offseason. It was a good, good offseason for them. They helped out Kenny Pickett, and they helped out the defensive side of the ball as well. The key additions were Isaac Sayamalu, the guard from the Philadelphia Eagles. Solid pickup for them. Great Alan pickup. Robinson, a good vet wide receiver. Hopefully he can turn it around this year. Keanu Neal, the safety. Patch Peterson, uh, a couple pickups in terms of the draft they got with Broderick Jones, offensive tackle from Georgia. Joey Porter Jr., cornerback from the Pennsylvania State University. And Darnell Washington, the big freak tight end out of Georgia. Buddy. Oh, and I'm sorry. Key departures is Cameron Sutton, cornerback, and uh, Devin Bush. I apologize. So, over under set at eight and a half. Year two of Kenny Pickett, hopefully, to see some improvement as was last year. Hopefully, we'll see this offense grow, Um, especially being so young as it was last year. Mm-hmm. Second year, a lot of these players. Um. And hopefully now with some more protection for Kenny Pickett, we will see improvement from him. Blaine, um, you know, it looks like they added a lot, truthfully, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like they were able now to add more protection for Kenny Pickett. Um, You know, you have another year, potentially a great in Najee Harris. Solid wide receivers as well with Allen Robinson, George, George Pickens, and Deontay Johnson adding the uh, Darnell Washington to the tight end room. Seems like that offense is going to blow up, and it seems like it's all going to be on Kenny Pickett now. What do you think?
0: I agree. I think this all comes down to Kenny Pickett, right? This team won nine games, and Kenny Pickett was not the day one starter. You get a full year now. You've made a lot of offensive pieces. Kenny Pickett, there's no excuse now in year two. I mean, the man, not going to lie, the man was clutch when he needed to be, though, in some of those low-scoring games. Some of those games were awful to watch when it attained to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But that's how they kind of, they've kind they embraced that mentality, of, especially these last couple of years where they've struggled at the quarterback and especially on the offensive side of the ball, where they're just going to make it look ugly. Their defense is going to be elite. And if you get them what arguably 17 to 20 points they're going to win the football game because the defense just has that type of chip on their shoulder and the defense arguably got better right adding joey porter jr patrick peterson in the secondary i mean devin bush is a huge loss so does the linebacking core take a hit but their secondary arm i think got more elite adding minka fitzpatrick still back there This You can make the argument that this is the clear best secondary out of the four teams, right? We can both agree to that without questions asked. So can they kind of now make it competitive? And they've got the best, arguably, the second best coach in football behind Belichick and Mike Tomlin. Like that could be – that's a fair statement. He's no. in that conversation? No. Second? You said he's second? He's got to be in the second conversation. I think it's a it's a debate. It's not cut in stone that he's second. You're saying he's the second best
1: head coach in the NFL. Is that what you said? I think he's two or three. I'll consider more three, sure. He's not second, though, at all.
0: All right, that's fair. I think it's,
1: yeah, Okay.
0: But the man is a huge impact on his did I,
1: even, did I even ask who my second is? No. God. Who's your
0: second? Right, it's go Andy
1: Reid. Andy Reid's number two. Come on now.
0: I think Andy Reid and Mike Tomlin are 2A, two 2B. Two what? <laughs> up? All right. We got to stop the conversation here. Oh, how my how, gosh. How do you say that? Because Andy Reid's an offensive guru. Mike Tom was a defensive guru, so they balance each other out.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go back to the statement you just made five, ten minutes ago that you take championships over anything,
0: right? Right, all right, all right. Now I will eat my words because you just pulled that out of your no nope, the man good. all the right. Tomlins at three, okay? Tomlin's third then. I
1: totally hold, hold up, hold up, I don't know that hold up now, you're not done. Give me a second here.
0: Oh, boy. You're going to give me this. a list of coaches now, aren't you?
1: I know. I do like Mike Tomlin. I'm a big fan of him. However, I think he gets a little too much. Why is that? For being over 500. That's my issue. Like, I think he's a solid coach. I think he's a very, very big player coach kind of guy. Joe, to argue, to shoot that statement right back at
0: you, the team has been absolutely nothing. The last couple of seasons, and he somehow got them to be competitive.
1: Sure, and that's what I said. Like he, he, he's a player's coach. He gets these guys to rally behind him and go. And However, I don't know if he's third because you also have a guy in the in the uh, northwest of the world that had a team that was expected to be absolute dog shit last year, and, you're and they made about the playoffs.
0: Pete, you're talking Pete Carroll. He, Carroll, you could say the exact same thing about Mike Tomlin two years ago when Duck Hodges was freaking quarterback and he did the exact same thing that Seattle
1: did. I'm just saying, look at look at that, and look what Pete Carroll has done. Right?
0: Nope, that's a fair statement. They How both many have one.
1: How many? They both have one.
0: No, no, the Seattle two. The Seattle yeah. two. Tomlin's
1: got one. And Tomlin got one. Is that is that the one that Bill Cowher kind of gave him?
0: You can make that
1: statement. You could
0: also make make the statement that Pete Carroll should have three if he didn't hand the freaking decide well, to take the ball out of you know his yeah, hands. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but what is are you it, gonna
1: do? No, right? wait.
0: Is it only one? It might only be one for Pete because he lost that one. The other one.
1: I so know they beat Denver.
0: Yeah, but they lost to New England the other time
1: they ran. Ah, so maybe it is one. Yeah. All right. But still, I think Pete's I think Pete's I a think better
0: th- I th- okay, that's fair.
1: I, I think would Pete's take my Tomlin pitch. over Pete. Uh, but like I, I still love that. I'm just fighting you just to fight yeah. a little bit. I here. know
0: you want to fight. But I will withdraw my second conversation. Okay, I agree there. I would put Andy Reid ahead. I just totally
1: dropped the ball. I'm not even... Gonna... No, you're good. I think top, <laughs> Mike Tomlin is a top five coach no matter what, though. I do oh. agree with you there.
0: No questions asked. You yeah. To... No, but like I think you have to value that. The man, like you mentioned, gets rallies the troops. He gets them to play harder when everyone doubts them. Like last year, I think even myself include them had them not even getting to six games with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, regardless of who the quarterback was. And they played both of them and they made it nine and eight and lost on a tiebreaker for, to miss the playoffs, right. To Miami. Like that's, I think that has to be valued. I would, the eight and a half is a perfect number, right? Because that is whether or not he keeps the streak alive
1: yeah, of being exactly. competitive
0: that's 100 why vegas did it because they know that it's going to be right there regardless of how poorly this team plays because they had it they could be absolutely ice cold and then all of a sudden they get they something clicks on the defensive side of the ball and they do enough offensively to get them over the line all right what's your thoughts now on pittsburgh
1: I want to say they're going to improve, right? Like that's what the indication is. The paper says that, right? Paper says that. But like I just can't buy into it. I just okay. I I just can't. Just purely because of the fact of the matter is this, this division is going to be tough. It's going to be difficult. And it's the most open division I think. Uh like you can make a case for every one of them. I get that. But to me, the Steelers are, like, the least one you can make the case on, right? And the reason right. why is essentially the banking on Kenny Pickett's improvement. And truthfully enough, I wasn't big on him coming out. And I'm still not big on him again this year. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing. He's the the fourth quarterback here in the NFC North, or AFC North. I keep saying AFC, AFC North, excuse me. Now however on the flip side I think the Steelers are probably top 2 defense though on the flip side but it over the last couple of years I mean I've kind of noticed is that it doesn't really matter what your defense is anymore because the the better offense is going to triumph the better defense I it, it never was like that but the last mm. couple of years it's been like that which is terrible right. to say um so, And I just think, truthfully, I think the Steelers are the worst offense, though, out of all four teams.
0: I think you don't even have to really argue that, right? Based but, like, of- I don't
1: think they're far off. I just think they're too young still. Like, you know, we could be sitting here two, three years from now. Kenny Pickett could now potentially be right there with Joe Burrow, right? You mm-hmm. know, George Pickens, Deontay Johnson could, you know, go to be like one of the best wide receivers. They've to do got plenty of,
0: they got plenty of weapons. It's not like yes. the weapons aren't there.
1: Like Najee Harris to... could be at the point of like Saquon Barkley, like looking for 20, 15, 20 million now at that point, you know, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's just, I just don't think they're there yet. And I can't buy into them just yet.
0: All right. So let's, Let's then give uh, some numbers then, right? Let's. Do you have num? You have win totals for for this
1: here? Yeah, today? I've been switch. I've been switching it the entire time we were talking. It's terrible. Because <laughs> so, it's, like, it's
0: that tight, right? It is that yeah. tight? Like yeah. you have three, all four of them are over under. Is whether or not they're going to be five hundred or not. Like it's that tight around that number. Yeah. Let's all right. So, who do you let's do your order first before records. Let who? What's your one, two, three, four?
1: Ravens one, Bengals two, Browns three, Steelers four. All right, I've got Ravens one, Bengals
0: two, Steelers three, Browns four. Okay, it's probably not too far off. No, uh, you can make a case for any of those four teams to arguably win that division.
1: I got this again. And I got, truthfully yeah. enough, I had the Bengals. I had the Bengals before we started this podcast. I had the Bengals. They were going to win it. And then as I'm talking, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I'm late on the Ravens. Like, we're going with them. Like, And then I had the Steelers, like, in a lower win total. And then I'm like, nah, they're not going to be that low.
0: Right. And then
1: all of a sudden, the Browns I had, like, at a way higher win total. I'm like, nah, they're not going to be that high. So... Yeah, record wise, it's, I got the Ravens at eleven and six. I got Bengals at ten and seven. Browns nine and eight, and Steelers eight and nine. Like it's, I have
0: the exact same records and the opposite, and just in the revert in that order. Yeah, besides Pittsburgh being uh Pittsburgh's the one that gets nine. Tomlin keeps the streak alive, just misses out in the playoffs. Sure,
1: and I'm not I'm not gonna fight you on that. And now, truthfully enough, like. I do think the Browns are the kind of X factor team that we just don't know 100%. We don't, we don't know
0: enough about what Deshaun's going to give.
1: Yeah. Like, like, I wouldn't be shocked if the Browns end of the year come around and they're 11 and six. Oh, All no, right. it wouldn't shock me either. But I also wouldn't be shocked if they're six and seven. 11. <laughs> yeah, six 11 or seven and seven and 10. I'm like, all right. Yeah, you know, kind of didn't. I mean, I kind of didn't see it coming, but I did see it coming. So
0: I think it's next year for Cleveland. It's make it or break it. Like for them, yeah. if they're not back in the playoffs next year, then there's a real problem of why you paid Deshaun Watson all that money.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. So, all right, but let me get an MVP. man big
0: breath that's a it's a tough breath right now you know i i mean it's if i'm picking baltimore it's lamar jackson it's gotta be i don't think it's really hard i do want to pick someone if i'm not if let's just say i take lamar out of this conversation for this i think mark andrews would be the next option for me
1: good stuff you. Um, I'm on the same boat with you. I think it's Lamar Jackson. I think if you have him winning division, that means he is back up to the MVP caliber level. Yeah, if he, like, if
0: they win division 11 and 6, that means we're guaranteeing that he's playing 14 games.
1: Yeah, agreed. I think, he, or, or yeah, or, or some amounts of games where he can win 11 games. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think it's Lamar. However, I do have kind of like a do, duo one here. I think Amari Cooper is going to have a hell of a year this year. Okay. I think uh that bounce back year of like over a thousand yards, nine touchdowns, I think is you can see even better of what he did last year. You know, right. I was looking up at the stats of the last kind of three to four games that he was here with Deshaun Watson. He was still getting over like eighty yards a game, you know, with Deshaun Watson. Sometimes even hundred and ten yards a game, mm-hmm. touchdown here or there, even when Watson looked like shit, truthfully. Right. Um so I think if you, you can See that improvement? I think Amari Cooper could be good for 13, 1,400 yards if his hamstrings don't blow out. So, Warranted. Completely warranted. So. All right. So. Who's your, well, you do sleeper and then first. Who's sleeper? So sleeper for me, I'm sticking still with the Baltimore Ravens. Also big on this guy. I think he had a hell of a way to finish last year. It's J.K. Dobbins. I think he comes back. I think he takes kind of the rein back in that backfield, of course. Mm-hmm. They're going to cycle through players. I mean, that's just a given here with a horrible. Right. But I think Dobbins is going to potentially get up to 1,000 yards. Um, I think he could get a good amount of touchdowns. And I think he's finally going to be able to bounce back off that Achilles injury and return back to form.
0: That's not, not a bad pick. I think the amount of running backs that Baltimore plays will hurt that just a tad, in my opinion. But I don't I don't hate the pick at all. I'm going to go with. I think it's going to be George Pickens for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: Why? I'm so out on him. It's unbelievable. Really? You're that far out on him? I'm so out on him. I'm so done with him. I just. Why is, think- why is that? Go ahead. Give me a reason why, then I'll I I'll just see.
0: I love his ball skills because Deontay drops the ball too much. So the other only other options Pickens to give him the ball. I was thinking maybe going Friermuth, but I decided not to. I was like sleeper wise, I think Kenny Pickett takes that next step just enough for them to be competitive in games, and they gotta have someone that can catch the rock and pickens has enough potential. It's very, this is a very raw guess that I'm kind of making, right, as a sleeper. He's got all of the potential in the world, but he didn't produce in Georgia either, right? He showed flashes last year in Pittsburgh in his rookie year. I'm hoping that he takes that next step. But again, very raw. My other one was going to be Elijah Moore for Cleveland. I think that's a home run that potentially could be happening for him.
1: So he's reminds me a lot of like Chase Claypool like, he's going to have games where he goes like 10 yards, and then he's going to have games where it's like 120. Right. And in addition, it's just, dude, it's like it's everything. It's similar hear.
0: how much they're, co- how compa- the comparison
1: was. They're almost the exact same player. And then on top of it, man, he's just like, I feel like everything you hear out of camp and everything you heard last year, it's like such a head case. Like, I'm like, I dude, have what, heard that. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Like, And the other reason why I say, like, I'm just kind of out on right, is you have Deontay Johnson who's going to demand essentially 10 to 12 targets a game. And now you've brought in Allen Robinson as well, who, you know, was still young, Mm -hmm. good, solid veteran wide receiver, who's probably going to try to command six to eight, maybe 10 targets a game. So that's 20 already. is probably good for four or five. And and at that point, gonna... you've
0: hit. And at that point, you've hit Pickett's th- cap limit already.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So, like, like where, like, what he's gonna get a couple deep shots probably here and there. So, mm-hmm. like I said, like you're gonna get your games for the Chase Cape Chase Claypool get. You're gonna have 110 yards. You're gonna be pissed that you didn't pick him up. You're gonna pick him up next week. You're gonna start him in your fantasy lineup. Hey, he's gonna shit the bed and get you 1.3 points. What else can we tell you, people? That's just what he is for me. I have no desire for him to and to pick him up. I hope he proves me wrong. I really do. I love mm-hmm. when people prove me wrong because I'm like, thank you, great job, you did your job. But I just don't see it out of him.
0: No, I think that's a fair assessment. I personally think that the catches will finally hurt Deontay Johnson because of Allen Robinson and Pickens being behind in the behind him. Sure, that's just me. I think the catches, the drops, finally. Catch him and he drops down the death chart and George Pickens hops on the opportunity. I that's just me. Like Deontay will argue those, but the man, you can lock him in for two or three drops. You can book
1: it. Nah, he did a lot better last year because I did have him on my fantasy team, and he was way, way better with the drops last year. Okay. So okay. I do know that for a fact, and he's probably still working on it. Um, you know, as well, but yeah, I just I'm not big on pickings, man. And it, okay. it's tough, right? Like the sleeper wise. I think because truthfully this division is so tough to pick a sleeper because there isn't really that many, right? Everybody in the Bengals, you know everybody at this point. Like there is really no sleepers to be no, out. There. no sleeper in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh Ravens, you're kind of like limited. Like, what are you gonna say? Zay Flowers? Like you kind of have some expectations for him there. Um you know, Steelers, there's a lot more open, I guess, right? And the Browns, you have pretty much Elijah Moore. And David, That's- if you want to say David Njoku, even though – I don't
0: is- I don't think him – as
1: I don't see him as a sleeper. Exactly. Exactly. So, this one's – this division is very tough to name a sleeper, per se. Agreed. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. No, I
0: think I think it'll I think this is good the easily the most fascinating division this year.
1: Yeah, gonna be interesting. I will say that, but they do all four of these teams have very very difficult schedules. Um, you know I know you got a chance to look, I got a chance to look, but you know the listener go don't take a look at the what who the Bengals are gonna have to play, who the Ravens are gonna have to play, the Steelers are gonna have to play. It is some severely difficult matchups. The Browns have a way easier one because. Obviously, they came in last place, so they're playing the last place division. Um, And but, you got to remember
0: these divisional games, these teams beat each
1: other the fuck up. Yep. I was going through the schedule and I'm like, on my count on my hand, like on two, three, four, five, six. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, nah, the Bengals are definitely going to lose to the Steelers. Lost. I'm like, I got to take one off. Or like, um, I'm like, the Browns are playing the Ravens. I'm like, Ah, we'll get the Browns to win here because you know they're gonna pull out a victory. It's just like a matter of fact. They're just like the NFC East for me. Like, you know they're probably all gonna end up right around that four or four mark. Somebody may end up five and three. Like, but like six and two, I'd be shocked, right? Like you're like, wow, mm-hmm. holy crap. So yep. um, yeah, I think that's just exactly what's gonna happen. So
0: yeah, it'll be fascinating stuff for sure. Another uh
1: hey, that wraps up another one good job yeah another great episode we uh we will not be on here next week because i will not be here i'm on vacation but i will make sure that following week folks i will be back on ready to talk some more let's do uh so we did afc north we've done you you get to pick again all right so north afc east and nfc east we've done so i think we should just continue with it and we'll just smack up north nfc north um Okay. Green Bay Packers, Minnesota Vikings, Detroit Lions, and the Chicago the Bears, um, as well. So we'll get into that the following week, and then man, we're catching up to man, we're catching up to football sooner rather than later. We might no, have, no, we're gonna have
0: to ta- we're gonna have to talk college football in the next one too. Opening weeks that week after.
1: You Boy. better start, you better start looking up some college football stuff, boyo. All right, I'll do my best now. <laughs> I'll do my best. I know I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. next year though when he comes out in Dynasty, so I'll tell you that. So that's
0: or all you know. can book it. You can book it.
1: Oh uh, yeah. I'll trade for that pick. I don't care. He's <laughs> it. He's who I want. Marvin Harrison Jr. and give me Caleb Williams in a second if I need it. So that's not a bad idea. Thank you. I know. Might be making some deals later on. So we in so and st-
0: deal and always with fantasy.
1: Absolutely. So yeah, good stuff tonight. We'll get into the uh NFC North uh in two weeks, folks. Two weeks. So yeah, make sure you let us know how we're doing as always. You know, what do you gotta do, Blaine? You gotta subscribe, you gotta like on YouTube, you gotta you gotta like us on Spotify, yeah, uh, Apple Apple Radio or Apple Apple
0: Podcast.
1: Apple Podcasts. IHeart Radio. I- shit we're on I Heart Radio. Wow, that's a throwback right there. Holy crap. Um, yeah, make sure you always hit us like Let us know how we're doing. Hit us up in the DMs. You know, hit us up in the DMs. want us to have a conversation about something? A little question you got? More than happy to answer it on here. No questions about it. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, that kind of wraps it up for us. Joe Ciccoletti, Blaine Spencer. We're signing off with another edition of the Final Whistle Sports Podcast. Joe's going to go enjoy his vacation and not talk to me for a little while. Stay tuned, everyone, in a couple weeks. Thanks for coming.